Tucker Carlson has become a useful idiot for Vladimir Putin of epic dimensions. It is the 28th of February, and there are 251 days left until Americans decide who will be the next president of the United States. This is today's warning. And a quick reminder this morning, remember, subscribe to the Warning YouTube channel. Let's talk about Tucker Carlson, the preeminent useful idiot for Vladimir Putin's criminal, thuggish, autocratic, murdering regime. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Tucker Carlson apparently is offended that he has been implicated through his idiocy in the murder of Alexander Navalny. Vladimir Putin is testing. He's probing. His moves are predicated on a belief that America is weak and is decaying. And the vessel for his misinformation, his virus, his lunacy, that reaches into the heart of middle America, into the living room, is Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is angry and aggrieved and resentful somehow, despite making tens of millions of dollars a year for a talent that is despicable. He profits off of his lust for cynicism, off of his titanic ego that presumes all who hear his voice are dumber than the next, susceptible to the lie, to the demagoguery, to the twisting of facts, or their wholesale invention. What Tucker Carlson is, is a broken child who somehow, somewhere, detached from any sense of obligation and responsibility and duty to any cause beyond his entitlements, his ego. He serves no cause, but Tucker Carlson has become a useful idiot for Vladimir Putin of epic dimensions. And in doing so, Tucker Carlson has confused self-importance with importance. What Tucker Carlson is, is an American Father Coughlin, an American Lord Haha, the chief voice, the chief propagandist in the land of the free for a man who hates us and wishes to undermine the cornerstones of the American way of life. What free societies always produce is this type of disease, this type of blood disease, where Americans born in privilege turn against the ideas and ideals of the country and seek to poison it. It's happened all through our history and it's happening again. And Tucker Carlson is no different than Colonel McCormick who gave away the fact that America had broken the Japanese codes on the front page of the Chicago Tribune because he hated 
Franklin Roosevelt. No different than any of the demagogues who have risen to denounce the notion that the ideals of the country are profoundly true, that we are all created equal and endowed by a power beyond our comprehension, by a light that created all of us with inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This creed is the glue that binds all of us as Americans. Tucker Carlson apparently is offended. According to the always excellent bulwark, Bill Crystal and William Eggers tell the tale of Tucker's lament. They detail his offense at being labeled a useful shell for a man who has murdered, raped, and stolen children and shipped them east. Tucker Carlson said, this can't be true. I'm a good American because my ancestors, well, they fought in the American Revolution. Well, let me say something to Tucker Carlson. Benedict Arnold fought in the American Revolution. He fought in the Continental Army. He commanded troops bravely. He was a general. And then he betrayed his country because he too was a broken child, crippled by ego, by grievance, affronted constantly because he was not celebrated appropriately. And he turned against the flag. He turned against his country, just like Tucker Carlson did, absent, in Tucker Carlson's case, any prior service at all of any type worth mentioning at all. There's something that Tucker Carlson doesn't seem to understand about the United States, and it's the power of America is in the beauty of its idea. There is an electrifying moment that occurs in an instant when a human being is transformed with their hand in the air through the power of an oath of obligation and loyalty made freely of their own free will to the Constitution of the United States of America. When a citizenship ceremony occurs, people from all around the world gather in a room, raise their hand, and swear a short oath of allegiance to the greatest idea in the history of civilization. The idea that a free people who were born free of a king, an emperor, or a dictator have the capacity in liberty to govern themselves. Through great 
struggle and sacrifice and blood. Terrible, terrible, terrible episodes of brutality. Great chapters of redemption. America is renewed in an instant when the electric cord that connects us all is recharged. And in a nanosecond, at the completion of an oath, people from all around the world, from Mexico, from Africa, from all the countries of Asia, from India, from Europe, from South Pacific Islands and China, become Americans. They become citizens. And in that moment, their citizenship is as durable and permanent and meaningful as that citizenship that belongs to the most entitled and the most privileged amongst us, including the descendants of the Mayflower and George Washington's command staff. Each citizen is equal. Each citizen stands apart as an individual and their contribution is measured on their contribution, not their ancestry in the United States. This is what Tucker Carlson doesn't seem to understand as he grasps onto one of the most fundamentally virulent philosophies and un-American sentiments that exist. It is the gospel of fascism that holds that the state should be more powerful than the human being. Understand something, and this is very important. Democracy keeps you safe because it is the only system of government ever designed by the mind of man in all the history of the world that places the human being above the power of the state. That government of the people, by the people, for the people is the linchpin, not just to freedom, but to life in the pursuit of happiness on earth. It stands at the center of a ring of great and powerful free nations, Norway and Sweden and Finland, Lithuania, Latvia and Estonia, Germany and France and the United Kingdom, Greece, all of these countries and many more celebrate an idea that is opposed by Tucker Carlson and his master, Vladimir Putin. And thus the world stands at the edge again of a great choice 
and an enduring struggle between a proposition that divides the world between slavery and liberty. Why it is that a man so rich, so famous as Tucker Carlson would turn against his country, would celebrate its divisions, would aggrandize an evil murdering dictator is beyond comprehension, but also not that important. The question at hand for all American citizens of good faith who love this country, understand its idea, is to appreciate that 80 years after the world stood over the abyss at the dawn of the age where human beings possess the power of human extinction, that we have arrived back at an hour of danger, having lost our memory for the meaning of freedom within the human lifespan of the people who improbably survived its darkest chapter. It is incomprehensible and unfathomable in the same instant that it is utterly recognizable. Again, as if in some sort of cosmic play, drifting in the current, humanity has arrived around the world at the edge of a war that nobody seems to see coming except for the people who are committed to waging it aggressively like Vladimir Putin and his toadies like Tucker Carlson. This is a serious moment and a dangerous one. It requires your participation. It requires your citizenship. And it requires your rejection fully and absolutely of the dogmas of hate and division that are spread and that are incited by low men and disloyal Americans like Tucker Carlson. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning, daily newsletter on Substack.